Hello and welcome to Execute Chapter 66, a Star Wars fiction podcast where we discuss canon, legends, and beyond. Tonight we are talking about the Jedi Survivor prequel book, Jedi Battle Scars by Sam Maggs. My name is Beth Van Dusen and with me as always are Ryan Schweck and Chad J. Shank. Over to you first, Chad. Your reminder that this is a book club and not a review show. We're going to spoil this brand new book, so you've been warned. Also, over the course of our conversation, we may spoil a great many things, including the latest, uh, all the way up to the latest episode of The Mandalorian. So that has been your spoiler warning. Ryan, give me what you got. Hey, here's some news. Guess what? I still haven't played. (laughs) (laughs) When did video games start coming out on Fridays? This is nonsense. Yeah, so there's been a couple of things going on in the news. Uh, you know, speaking of the game, the early reviews, uh, the embargo lifted actually today as we're recording this, and the reviews are really good. Um, they are saying that it is everything you want and more. Um, it has a huge download, so make sure that you know you've got space. I think it's 150 gigs. Somebody that play has played the entire game has said it took them 30 hours and they didn't do all the side missions. Yeah, did some of them, but not all of them. I was a little sad. One of the spoiler-free reviews I read did spoil a little bit, but just from the beginning. Like, I kind of know how it starts, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, I would like to make a correction from our previous episode, <laughs> news. Um, turns out the night of sorrows is not a book. That's all I really want to say on that night of sorrows, not a book. <laughs> the phase I think, will, I think, I think we speculated on that as well. The next phase will end with the next YA book. Path of vengeance, mm-hmm. which comes out next, next week. It's coming. Soon. Soon. Um, speaking of next week, May the 4th is coming. Um, Hasbro will be doing a presentation on May the 3rd where they will do their normal unveilings. Um, I'm assuming that we're going to get MoMA Hammerhead um, just because we've seen the sculpt on it. I will also live out hope that this will be the day that my nub is released. And then it will be again, no, no, there's no, I don't get my hopes up for a <laughs> once series nine nub. Disappointed. Uh, other I'll, I'll take of, I'll take old nine nub even. I'll take like ancient like right before he dies in Last Jedi nine nub. I don't care. I just need a six inch nine nub. Now I'll say though, that's kind of like when they released Admiral Akbar, but before they released Turn of the Jedi Admiral Akbar, they released um, uh, was it Force Awakens? I think they released him first. And I was like, hey, Adam Rockmore. And I got home and I was like, this is not the one I want. And now he's just like hidden somewhere in my shelves. Uh, other May the 4th stuff, we will get Visions, which I'm super excited about. Um, all the episodes will drop at once. Uh, they are expecting the announcement that episode one, Racer, 
will be officially announced. They're going to remaster the pod racing game, which if you've never played it is awesome. It's super fun. It's so much fun. I cannot wait to get it. Um, over in the movie. It's like news, the golden eye of star Wars. It really yeah. is. Uh, movie news. So it's looking like they might have convinced Manigal to make his star Wars movie before swamp thing. They're apparently working that out because they're trying to push these movies out. So that'll be good. We'll see if it actually gets made or, you know. On the Disney Plus side, uh, so Andy Serkis has basically revealed that old Kino, he lived. Not only did he live, he's coming back for season two. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. I don't know. I like that kind of. I know we've talked about it before. I kind of liked his ending and his just kind of vague. He went back in and things might not have gone well for old Kino. But he was such a good character. It'll be good to see him again. And uh, Andor season two, we will also get Saw and two tubes. We'll get some more tubes. Uh, in an interesting, somewhat hopeful thing, Zahn has come out. And Timothy well, Zahn? Timothy Zahn. Uh, well, they started with Filoni. So Filoni at Celebration in an interview said that he is talking to the writers of the books and the expanded universe. Um, and specifically Zahn. Um, Zahn has then at a, this is a Comic-Con in Europe somewhere. I'm not sure where it was. Um, has said that he does have sketched out what happened in the nine years and was very specific about that. The nine years between rebels and where he'll show up in Ahsoka and that he is just waiting for the go ahead to continue that story. Very cool. I am hoping that happens. I think it'd be kind of cool to see kind of like Ahsoka side of it and then go back and get to read Thrawn's side of it. And then our last thing I wanted yeah. to bring up. So did that's unbelievable see? news, by the way. That's really good news. That's just not like kind of cool news. It's really it is. good news. It's really good news. So did you see tomorrow Morrison's interview? Have y'all heard this? Nope. Uh oh. So <laughs> I don't know if Mr. Morrison doesn't want a job in Star Wars anymore. Um But let me just read this quote to you. Well, there's a couple. So first he said, I was supposed to be in The Mandalorian Season 3, but nobody rang me. I was waiting for the phone call in New Zealand, waiting and wanting not to give up, but they never called. Okay. And then he continues. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Well, that Mando guy stole a few chapters of my book. It was painful watching him turn up with some black new lethal sword. And the way he turned up in my book of Boba Fett, he just destroyed everybody. I'm sure the guy is uh, ruining my show. I couldn't say anything. I'm not the writer, so I just have to bear it, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not employed by Lucasfilm, so I can say he's not wrong. Oh, yeah, no, I completely agree with him. But I thought it's interesting. He kind of came out and well, said it. Like, 
while I agree, that is that is the comment of a man who doesn't expect to be employed again. So that was all our news for the week. Chad, what's going on in the funny books? Sonastaros number three by Ireland, just in Ireland, that is, and Perez. Santa rides a rancor. Listen, it was cool when the original Night Sisters did it. It was less cool when Boba Fett did it. But I'm kind of tired of people riding rancors. It makes them less scary. Mm-hmm. And in this, it makes it less scary. Yoda number five by Jody Hauser and something Ross. I didn't write down the first name. Yoda ruminates on one of his teaching failures. Uh, we also get a little bit of Dooku teaching younglings how to use their lightsabers, which is cute. Uh, this issue is all about visions and why the Jedi ability to see the future is not only vague, but it's also dangerous. Just ask Sifo We got a one shot High Republic Adventures Quest of the Jedi by Claudia Gray. Claudia Gray comic finally came out. It tells of an adventure of a Jedi legend named Barnabas Vim on a quest for a mysterious stone, which amplifies one's force abilities. I'm sure it has something to do with phase two, but I'm not sure what, just like all the other high Republic adventures comics this time around. They don't, they're not really related to all the other phase two stuff. Uh, We got a new book, uh, Darth Vader, black, white, and red. So this is in the tradition of, Ryan, this, they, DC used to do this, I remember, a long time ago. The black and white books. Marvel yeah. On them. Marvel has been doing those a lot lately. Um, they've done a lot of... There's been a Captain America, Wolverine, a Deadpool over the past... Okay. Last couple of years, that and Red book has come back. Yeah, so this is black, white, and red, Darth Vader. Three different writers, including Jason, Ar- including Jason Aaron's Return to Star Wars. He hasn't written a Star Wars book in quite some time. Um got a wicked cover by my boy alex maleev i'm a big alex maleev fan um Mm -hmm. it's got a really nice cover um but uh yeah it's just a as as the title suggests it's just a series of shorts in kind of stark black and white and red part one of four and i like as a personal note i also picked up star wars timelines you got to make the font bigger i'm an old man (laughs) That it uses such tiny and lightly colored font in some sections that I'm legitimately having a hard time reading it. I'm not sure the thing's going to give me. It's interesting, the book. I'm not so. I'm not sure about how much new information it's going to give me. More so, just kind of organizing the information in these dozens and dozens of timelines they've created. But I can't read it. I got to get like a magnifying glass out to read it. As I say, you need to go down to the drugstore and get you some cheaters. I I have a pair of cheaters. (laughs) I had to turn on my overhead lights and put on my reading glasses last night. I already have my contacts in a little bigger on the font, please.
Do you miss Calcestis and the Manus crew, but don't want to drop half a grand to pay the new game? Are you looking for some sexy Star Wars with a little too much attention paid to strong fingers? Well, good news, Jedi Battle Scars by Sam Max is for you. Our Manus game still sticking it to the Empire slowly, with Cal's powers increasing, Marin losing her ability to control her fire, Suri still racked with guilt, and Grease still adding way too much salt to his food. On our mission to get back at the pirate game brood, they pick up Fret, a supposed ex-stormtrooper who is defected to help track, take down the Empire with the Manus crew. She leads them to billionaire Birdman Quaris, where they learn about the Shroud, a tech that can hide anyone from scans, which would be useful when you're on the run from the Empire. On the way to Maroda to find it, Fret helps Marin find her fire again, with the help of the aforementioned Sexy Fingers. When they arrive, they found the Shroud isn't actually a device, as they've been led to believe, but it's actually been a person, Eerie, inventor, and the person behind the Shroud, and also Fret's ex-lover, who it turns out is not actually dead. Then the new couple ditches them, and our manuscript is attacked by purge troopers and the fifth brother in his stupid hat. He beats down Cal, cuts Gree's arm off when he tries to save him, and they narrowly escape when Suri intervenes. Our crew limps back to the ship where they take off along with an injured Irian Fret. They go to hide to decide if they even want to continue on with their mission and everyone on their mission, which everyone disagrees about, and what they should be doing for the future of the Empire. Is it revenge? Is it helping people? Nobody knows. After some deep soul searching, they decide to stick together and get the Shroud back to the Birdman to complete the job even though Eerie realizes the Shroud isn't actually even possible to build. So they make a fake one and take it to him, only to realize that he decided the Empire pays better and has contacted the fifth brother to attack him. They fight again, and this time the Inquisitor is defeated by an explosion from the fake Shroud. Fret confesses she loves Marin now, but decides to go into hiding with Eerie, and Marin decides not to come because she wants to stick with her friends. She thanks her for relighting her fire, and her and Cal go to the second game in a relationship that I don't quite understand. Good lord, is this stupid game out yet? <laughs> it was fine for a tie-in. <laughs> like I didn't care for this book. <laughs> it, it was fine. I, I agree, it's, it's fine. I've never been more aware that I was reading a video game adaptation. Was definitely a video game adaptation. It this, was so much like like, and then BD, and then he then he threw him some stims, and you're like, that's not a thing. Like, it, it's like game mechanics that are only for games, mm-hmm. like this like a droid that just is able to heal you over and over again. That's for games. It's not in a fiction. It sounds dumb. He was see he was squeezing through something, and I was like, wait, the book has loading time. <laughs> This stem thing really stuck out because all the time it's like, and BD popped another stem, and I'm like, I am pretty sure the Jedi would frown against your performance enhancement. <laughs> like, I'm sure they'd be like, hey, you just need to contact the Force, buddy. Like, stop taking five-hour energy or whatever that stuff is. It was just very aware of the trying to simulate playing the game. 
And I don't think that was necessary to tell the story. Well, the the thing the book made me do is it made me want to play as Marin. Like, I want those powers. Those powers seem awesome, and I want to play as her. But yeah, you're not going to get to play as her. So maybe just tease. Maybe. I don't know. Now, I did video game tie-in. I did like they did the salt thing. That's really funny. Do y'all yeah. remember that from the game? Do you know about that? The what thing? So in the game, there is a cutscene. Uh, and I can't remember where it's at in the game. But every time they're in the mantis and they're like eating around the table or whatever while they're, you know, info dumping. And the whole scene, the animation of Grease is just dumping salt on something. <laughs> Like the entire time, he never stops, and so it's just like not joke. remember that. It's like this joke when the game came out. Like, what in the world? And they brought it up in this book that Grease just likes salt. I guess. I think I counted three Poncho mentions and two Terrarium mentions. There were Terrarium mentions. There was. I did like the pink yeah. Poncho though, because he talked about somebody's clothes, like judging them, and he was like, "But I can't say much because." I wore a pink poncho for a while. No, he didn't. Not in my game, he didn't. I, I'm pretty sure he did mine for a little while. He didn't wear any ponchos in my game, thank you very much. I'm glad in your synopsis you told me what the shroud was, because I must have missed it the first time, and then they never tell you again. And, and it was weird how... Like, how it, it's such a MacGuffin. It is such a weak it MacGuffin. It was weird how unclear they were about it. They were like, yeah, it's this thing, and you can just hide from people. And it was like, what? Okay, I'm not I'm not crazy, right? It was very yeah, vague. They were just like, it it makes you unscannable and they can't find you. And that was all and like it made no sense that they were like, yeah, we're gonna go get it. And the whole book and the whole book was about And then it, it wasn't even freaking real. I was so mad when that happened when she was like, Yeah, I realized you can't actually build this. It was just like an idea I had. It's like what? <laughs> What do you mean you can't build it? Well, she said she's an engineer. What the hell kind of engineer are you if you come up with something that you can't build and your your whole thing is you're hiding from the Empire because they want you to build a thing that you know for a fact you can't build? It was it was a very it was very bizarre. Like I said, I'm I missed it. So I was listening to the book, so I guess I just glazed over the moment where it said like what the yeah. shroud did. And I kept waiting for it to reiterate or to show what the shroud does or for them to explain how it works. And never again in the entire book is it told, is it mentioned what the shroud does. It's just called it the lets shroud. lets you hide, Chad. And that it is lets it. lets you hide. I didn't even know that because I missed it the first time and it never mentions it, it again. Does, it does not clear on what you can hide from, who you can hide from. The good news is... Unless you hide from those bounty hunter things from the first season oh, yeah. of The Mandalorian that made no sense. Not knowing what the shroud is is integral to the end of the book where they're like, I do not know what it is either. Let's just take a fake one with us. <laughs> like, it's true. It's true. The book's also very romance novel-y at times. Marin is so thirsty. And I don't mind a little sexiness in my Star Wars these days, especially in the fiction, but it felt like this book is very talky. Yes. There's a lot of just characters talking mm -hmm or in laying in bed together and talking or argue sitting in the mantis and arguing and talking. And I kept waiting for them to do more, but there's just a lot of talking. I, I think part of the talking is going to pay off in the game, at least from some of the stuff we're seeing in the preview of kind of where everybody's at when the game starts, because you've got, 
and I can't remember, it's Siri, right? And I said, Seer? Seer, Seer. yeah. Seer. Like, Seer. she is only concerned about preserving the Jedi way of life and, like, these are right. getting artifacts and, like, making sure the Jedi's okay. And we see her in the preview, but looks like, anyway, she's in, like, a library. So it looks like she yeah. does kind of, like, ditch them. I yeah. thought about that, too. Yeah, I think it was yeah. setting that up. Although Cal is a moron. Can we get that out of the way? He keeps saying, he keeps talking. He's like, he's like, well, we're doing this to take down the empire. And it's like, there's just like five of you. Shut up. Well, I'm glad <laughs> they say that. Like where Grease is like, we're not doing anything. Y'all <laughs> like, let's wrap this up. Yeah. How long are we going to do this? Well, he just came across. I as really kept naive forgetting Cal is a grown ass man in this book because he acts like a teenager the entire time. I wonder what Marin is doing with behind that sealed door with Fred. Okay, you've been out in the world, dude. I know you were a Jedi, but you've been out in the world. Well, he was on Trash Planet for a long time by himself. They had some kind of girls on Bracca, surely. Trash girls. <laughs> Trash girls are girls, too. He was in Space, Florida. Those are the best kind of girls for a teenager. I went to Baraka and picked up a trash girl. I do like, too, that he thinks they're his crew. Like, he's totally the boss in charge. <laughs> and so he'll come in and be like, yeah, no, we're not We're not doing that. <laughs> like, yeah. you can never figure out who the leader is. They don't really have one. Yeah, they don't. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think makes for fun dynamics. They're, they're a little more... I won't say they're democratic, though, because it, it, but it just seems like when some one of them has a... We're up their ass to do something, they just all go, okay. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> let's mm-hmm. go do it let's go sit around the table for a few minutes and talk about it while the game loads <laughs> does seer have a lightsaber no she not does, right now right? No? she okay. sold her kyber crystal to pay off Grease's gambling debts yeah which you know that this book picks up like they've been traveling together for three or four years after yeah after the game so the first game so why did we jump so far? Why didn't we get to see their fun adventures and, and Grease get into gambling trouble and, and who these people that are chasing them are? Why did we pick up after they've been together and are all comfortable? I'm not, I'm not understanding the timing. It takes place a few years before the game, too. So I don't know. Right. So it's yeah. right in the middle. And I did like how they kept talking about how they faced down Vader and survived and... That is not how I played that game. Nope. (laughs) I didn't face down shit. I ran like hell. (laughs) I don't. I don't face down Vader. Doesn't matter what. I'm pretty sure when I was playing that game, if Vader showed up, you know, in that circular room, I went nope (laughs) and just like ran away from him. I mean, I think Marin was definitely the strongest in the book. It's Marin's book. Yeah. Cal doesn't have an arc. He doesn't. And maybe they're trying to save some of that for the game since he's the main character. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. I, her arc, I thought, was good. Like, the being separated from the Night Sisters and losing her fire and then getting finger banged and getting her fire back. <laughs> like, you know. I did like the fire around the door that's like, green fire around the door is the sock on the doorknob of the Star Wars universe. Cal's <laughs> <laughs> bed, though. That's rude. Marin's got her own bed. Go to your own room. Uh, I just, no, I mean, Marin was obviously also the coolest character coming out of 
Fall in order. Right? I mean, she just was. So, so like, it makes sense that you'd give her a lot of attention. And I don't know that you're not going to get to play her. Like, there's a yeah, who knows? moment in the trailer that looks like you're playing as her. But we'll see. Whether they give us multiple POV. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. I guess they were really careful about not showing Grease very closely because I checked, I, I watched the trailer again a couple times after finishing this book and it's like, I don't see a missing arm, but. You could have a cybernetic by true. now. Yeah. They, they, they did say in the book that he would be looking for a cybernetic. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with the Star Wars universe, right? Like he got his arm cut off and he was real mad about it. I'm like, dude, you're going to get a robot arm. Everybody does. Like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I think you got to have good health care. They'll steal one. There's plenty of people without robot arms, I think. They'll steal one. I mean, I was surprised, though, like you said, like how sexy time the book got. They talked about Fret's chest a whole lot, too. We talk about the fingers, but they also talked about, like, Fret taking off her shirt a bunch. And I was like, "Mm, okay. (laughs) Fret was also a sexy Mm -hmm. Nikto. No, Irie was the Nikto. Irie's the Nikto. Oh, Irie, sorry. sorry, Irie was the Yes, because they talked about... Irish scales being, being a beautiful lizard baby. I was like, Ooh. yeah, they did a they did a, a lot of work to try to try to make a Nikto sexy in the description. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't working for me. But I get it. I, get I think it. the part that confused me, and I, I still haven't figured this out. I don't understand Cal and Mirren's relationship. I kept thinking just, he was into her, but doesn't understand it because he's a Jedi and he's stupid. That was part of the whole, he's a teenage boy thing. Like he think he doesn't understand that he's into Marin. See, yeah. The, the way it reads to me is that he's into Marin and Marin knows he is, but Marin's not interested. But she still, but she, still she responds friend. to him though. Like every time he touches yeah. her, she responds. Yeah. It, that part is odd. Maybe it's a chasing Amy yeah. situation. Oh yeah. Well, she doesn't yeah. seem to have a gender preference. So no, that's true. That's true. Her gender preference is strong fingers. How, how are your fingers? <laughs> yeah, the the it got a little romance novelly for me. Yeah, at times, like again, it was just more talking. It was more. I don't need it to be to be wall to wall action in my Star Wars, not at all. But um, uh, the the love scenes just got. It's just a little I need much. I need the talking oh, oh. to be about something more than pillow talk. Like all the talking was yeah. so much of it was pillow talk and awkward conversations about Sir, can I talk to you about attachment? And like, oh Jesus Christ. Or arguing over who's in charge, yeah. what their mission is, because none of them are on the same mission. I did enjoy kind of Cerise, her her perspective with the Inquisitor, how she kept trying to save him, and that's why reasons of getting his arm cut off basically is she thinks that after the second sister yeah. like that she could do it again and clearly old dumb hat and gonna do it i guess I, I was i was wondering that's why i asked about sears lightsaber is because when it was the two of them versus the inquisitor they kind of whooped his ass yeah right and then at the end of the book when they go into the big ending she stays in the ship mm-hmm I'm always wondering why she's staying in the ship when she's a more powerful Jedi than he is, or at least as powerful a Jedi as he is. She may not have a saber, but she's always staying in the ship. And I was like, man, she they really could have used her in that final fight. She seems to be done fighting. Like Except for that except for when she does fight in this. Yeah, but then she gets Grease's arm cut off, so 
because she's got yeah. him pinned against the wall and decides to have a conversation. Like I, I just, I don't know. I just wonder. I'm like, you got, you don't just have one Jedi floating around. You got mm-hmm. two of them. Chad, I know. Might be helpful. You had a problem with Cal calling himself a Jedi. I do. I just like to say. No, Jedi Knight. I didn't like him calling himself a Jedi Knight. When you think you're the last one left, or one or two, you just call yourself whatever you feel like. Look, you hung around Darth Vader and lived. You can be a Jedi Knight. I guess. I was just, it it says it in the first sentence of the book. Yeah. It's Jedi Knight Cal Kestis. And I'm like, who said, you said you were a Jedi? What else is he? I don't know, but he wasn't knighted. Maybe Seer knighted him. They've been together for a while. Yeah, maybe she was like the first game was your trials. You're good. I guess. I don't know. I just didn't like the use of, of the term. You have excellent wall running skills. <laughs> God, they mentioned him running on the walls in the book yeah. too. At one point, and I was like, I was like, oh my God, I get it. I get it. It's 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 a sequel to I Fallen Order. The game. All that made me think was, I'm not looking forward to running on walls again. Yeah. <laughs> See, running on walls doesn't bother me. I'm I'm not looking forward to getting lost. No, if you can fast travel, you're fine. Hopefully, because getting lost is my biggest fear. Going yeah, to especially that stupid ball elevator level. <sighs> we'll get we'll get oh, we'll get brand brand new levels to get frustrated that at. That's true. So we kind of did things backwards tonight. We forgot to do the mini. I was in the just beginning. about to ask about the mini. <laughs> I think it fits better this way. Yeah, I think it works better this way. So we've got this crew again, and we have two Jedi who have survived Order 66. And this has become more and more common that people survived outside of everyone and Yoda. Because at this point, we've had Kanan, now we have Cal, we know that Quinlan's around. We know they're calling it the Hidden Path is the official name of it now. Just the, the path. Yeah. No, it's Hidden Path now. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think it says it in the... There's in that... Uh, which book is it? The Objects book that's coming out. The 100 Objects. One oh, okay. of them is something about the Hidden Path. I mean, it's not just main characters, too. Remember Benny Safdie's character from mm-hmm. from Obi-Wan, the, the giant that ends up getting hung, mm-hmm. basically? I don't know. I'm of I'm of, I'm of two minds about it because, mm-hmm. like, one, logistically, it makes sense that there would be Jedi that that just got through the cracks, mm-hmm. right? It just it just doesn't that just makes sense. It it never made sense the idea that he could pull the trigger and every single Jedi would be dead with one order, right? So that never made sense. Remember, oh, for, we forgot to even mention we have Ahsoka out there still. Mm-hmm. So I I get it. And I get like how you can justify it, but it does take away from, it does take away from Luke, right? It, it does take away this, the, the specialness of these character of the characters because they all seem, spe- I mean, Luke would be a, uh, Cal would be a much better candidate to go fight Vader than Luke. Yeah. <laughs> right. Ahsoka. Well, she I mean, she does fight Vader and kind of loses, but, but like these people, like, Luke doesn't seem as special and, and Obi-Wan and Yoda don't seem as special when there's all these other characters running around. And it, it just, it, it makes the, like, so it makes, it makes sense. And that's what bothers me about it is that it does make sense. On the question that it makes me think too is now that we've seen, you can be Cal or you can be Ahsoka and you can survive out in the galaxy without being discovered. 
why is Yoda hiding? Yeah. Like, he can mask himself probably better than anybody. I mean, I guess people would kind of look like, hey, who's that, you know, Grogu looking dude? <laughs> but. Yeah, you're right. I mean, why why hide mm-hmm. like that? I mean, there's, and there's just, there's just, it, it, and it's, it's a, it's a function of different meat. Every, every different media has to have their own Jedi that survived. Right. So there's gotta be one for the cartoons. There's gotta be one for the books. There's gotta be one, you know, there's it's just, everyone's gotta have, because they all want to tell Jedi stories. There's gotta be a video game one. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause they all just want to tell stories about Jedi. And, um, and for some reason they've zeroed in on this idea of people who have survived order 66, but the, I don't know the more they are. Obi-Wan, the show made him out to be like vermin mm-hmm. that they were just like that. The, the inquisitors were just out there scouring the galaxy for Jedi and that they were all over the place. I mean, but then again, we wouldn't have the inquisitors if they were all gone. It also know? makes Vader seem less effective though. And less scary because clearly Tons of Jedi have slipped through his fingers. Obi-Wan has slipped through his fingers multiple times now. It makes Vader less intimidating and less scary when Cal and, and Seer get away from him and, and Obi-Wan gets away from him and Ahsoka gets away from him and, and everybody's getting the hell away from Vader. Like, how good are you at your job, dude? And at least, like, Kanan, when you meet him at the beginning of Rebels, like, he's, he's hiding, hiding. It's like a, Obi-Wan is at the beginning of the show. Yeah, it's a big deal when he exposes himself. Cal's running around, lightsaber left and right. Like Now, I guess I mean, we don't know what's going to happen, and it's years from now, but it, it makes, like, also where people don't believe in the Jedi or believe, you know, there were these people, kind of how it makes the original trilogy seem. Yeah, because they have... In in this book, they have people go like, "Oh, it's the Jedi." The 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 like the the group of pirates that they have a problem with, the yeah, the brood, yeah. the brood or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Oh, it's the Jedi," and you're like, "That should be a bigger deal." Mm-hmm. They shouldn't even even know what the, it, it. The whole like it's all just a mess. <laughs> it is. It's just a mess as far as like who 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 knows about the Jedi, who doesn't. I mean. The whole idea that the galaxy has forgotten about them, but it's only been 20 years and we're meeting characters now like Bo-Katan who fought alongside them. So obviously the galaxy hasn't forgotten about the Jedi. 20 years is not that long ago. It's like us forgetting about Lincoln Park, you know, like I guess some people would want to, but it wasn't that long ago. And um, and so I think like it just it just makes it I don't know. I, I guess that I'm, I'm confused by it because I, I understand why. Um, and I understand the reason to create these characters. I, I appreciate the depth of characters we've gotten. Uh, yes, we've gotten some great true. characters and we wouldn't have gotten them if there were only two Jedi left in the entire galaxy. But yeah, I'm, I'm still, I'm of two minds about it as well. I just, while I love a lot of the characters we've gotten, it just, it takes something away from it a little bit to me at the same time. I think Ahsoka is going to be the big question. They're going to have to answer where Ahsoka was. And they haven't yet. Like, what was yeah. she doing between the end? I mean, you know, was she still just kind of operating as Fulcrum and helping the rebellion behind the scenes? Like, 
Hera is there. Like, wouldn't Hera? He knows they've got a Jedi. Yeah, wouldn't Hera be on the phone like every day and be like, "So, uh, hey, buddy, the Death Star, Death Star's coming. Could you uh, run on over here and help us out with this one?" Don't they think she's dead? They do, I guess, but she's like, what? Is, I don't know. Why would she not do? I mean, it? she is dead. Oh, Ezra comes and saves her. Well, yeah. yeah, she's dead during that one, but she's alive between Rebels and right. That. But this Hera, but this Hera knows she's alive. Is what I'm questioning. I guess, I guess Sabina ends up. Yeah, Sabine, Sabine knows. knows. So. Yeah, but it depends on how much contact Sabine and Hera are having. If Sabine would be like, "Hey, so Ahsoka's coming by." But remember, we had that feeling all through Clone Wars, which was what's going to happen to Ahsoka? What's going to happen to Ahsoka, right? Is mm-hmm. Ahsoka going to have to die? Mm-hmm. And they decided, no, we're not going to, why would we ever do that? We're not going to kill Ahsoka. So we're going to um, say she survived. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, there's another one that survived, you know? And then, you know, and then you get to Rebels and you have two of them that survive. Mm-hmm. And you get to Fallen Order now and we got two more. At least Ahsoka's missing for most of the Empire. Because yeah. yeah. Gets crushed at Twilight of the Apprentice and then pulls out of the world between worlds towards towards the end of Rebels. But, yeah, she should still be there somewhere. Right. And what, what's to stop them? What's to stop Hera from going like, hey, Luke and Soka, mm-hmm. you guys should probably hook up. Mm-hmm. And, and, and by the way, the two of them going to fight Emperor and Vader, probably better odds. Oh, way better. You know, like... I mean, I would imagine the two of them flip Vader pretty fast. Real quick. Yeah, real quick. That's so much easy, So much easier to do it with Snips there. He, he, he doesn't know Luke. Mm-hmm. He didn't raise that kid. <laughs> no, and I kept wondering, reading this book, uh, I was like, wait, Seer, who are you saving this Jedi crap for? There's nobody left. Oh, wait, no, there's like... A hundred of them left. So, yeah, I guess there is an order to save something for. It's a little bit of a clash between the whatever we call it now, the books and the shows and everything in the original movies. It's just it's a it's a if you just watch the original movies, those are the only two Jedi alive. Well, not anymore, though, because now we know the paths out there. I know, but I'm saying if you just watch the movies. Oh, yeah, yeah just the movies. If you just watch the original trilogy, there's two Jedi. Yeah. And that's it, right? Yeah. And then Ray, and, all of a sudden, Ray's there. Yeah. Well, Ray's there, sure, but that's later in the future. Well, that's what I mean. Like then Ray all of a sudden comes back. Like if you just watch the movies, you got Luke, and then and then he did Kylo something and, bad, and it didn't work out. And, didn't work out. His his temple didn't work out. We still don't know that story yet. Mm-hmm. At least all of it. I, I don't know. It, it it seems to every every time we create one of these characters and Lucas himself is guilty of it. He created Ahsoka, co-created Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Takes a little bit away from the original intent from the films. Oh. That and, and you know, and even in the sequel trilogy, calling Luke the last Jedi, you're like, probably not. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. there's probably others out there. I mean, there have been others out there the whole time. Why would Luke? necessarily be the last jedi i mean i guess maybe he's the last guy calling himself a jedi because at this point probably everybody else has just cut themselves off or hidden away by that time i don't know i don't i don't know why you wouldn't come out of hiding if you're if you're a sokatano and you're still alive i don't know why you wouldn't come out of hiding when the first order shows up right in the same way that she helped out against the empire yeah. you know i mean we can assume ahsoka's dead by yeah. then uh, that would all that was always my assumption 
she has her ghost voice. Yeah. To Ray at the end. I don't know. It just seems to it seems to fly in the face of the original movies, which is is fine. A lot of it, a lot of this stuff does. Did you notice in this book it took days to travel? Yeah. Yeah. We're back to that. We're back. <laughs> it took days days in hyperspace this time around, but. Uh-huh. Boy, that's definitely not what the movies show us. Well, it's not what the game shows us either, but, you know, they're not going to make us wait days in a game for a loading screen. <laughs> loading <laughs> back tomorrow. <laughs> they have been made sure to mention Cal's workbench multiple times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in the book. Like you said the terrariums. He upgraded his lightsaber at one point in the book, mm-hmm. right? I thought for a second he was going to upgrade it to the new game lightsaber, but I was like, oh, surely they're going to save that for when he meets High Republic Man. I don't know. I mean, what do you guys think? Do you, do you think it, at the end of the day, does it hurt or help to have all these characters running around? I think Best right. It has given us some really good characters. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't give back Kanan and Ezra. I wouldn't give back Ahsoka. Yeah. I think the confusion is worth it. Well, I mean, narratively, the day. I think traps them sometimes, too, because any Jedi you put on the table, you got to figure a way to get them off. You knew Rebels, like, nothing good was going to happen at the end, because yeah. they can't be around. Especially when they were already that involved with the Alliance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Luke would have totally met them real early, you know, mm-hmm. if, they, if they had been involved in the Alliance at that point. So, I want to um, see that scene when Hera meets Luke, and is like, yeah. I know some Jedi pretty well. What? I know all about yeah. things. What you want to know about? In fact, don't look too closely at my son. <laughs> Get away from him. Yeah, notice who we didn't want, see in the trailer. Who's I don't want any Jedi sniffing around my kid. Who's babysitting Jason? I mean, that would just be a good scene to see Luke, like, coming back after Empire and being like, yeah, you know, I had a week or two of training. I just don't know a lot. Hera's like, sit down. <laughs> what, what do you know about the brother and the sister? <laughs> yeah. be like, what? Let me tell you about the world between worlds. <laughs> Yeah, well, hopefully it'll all make a lot more sense when we get Filoni's movie and it all comes together. Maybe. I don't know. If lot. anybody knows who how hyperspace works, it's Jay Filoni. I, I don't think no one knows how hyperspace works. <laughs> High no, Republic, they are going to explain it like their phase two is seeding all the stuff again. Like that's that's been a big tease for a while now. I'll believe it when I see it. They're they're gonna do something. Planet Quest for Planet X has a lot about hyperspace and what I finally understand what it means to prospect a hyperspace lane. They also track someone through hyperspace on in Quest for Planet X, and I was like, they? Come on, guys! <laughs> they they at least somewhat explain it. Kind make of. up your mind. <laughs> like they explain how they do it, but I was still like, I don't think that would- it works if you have a tracker. It, that's how this kind of works. So at least they do that. Listen, you know, you go back to the original movies, they track the Falcon. So it's possible to track a ship through hyperspace. Mm-hmm. Which is why it's ridiculous in Last Jedi when Leia says, that's impossible. You're like, but you're the one that yeah, you, you've had it happen said it in the first you. movie. <laughs> and she's the one who said it. She's the one that told Han he was ridiculous and that they were being tracked. Don't understand any of this. I think the best quote I've read recently. So I made a comment about like books and stuff and the shows, and I totally agree. Here's how I like my Star Wars: I either want no Jedi, or I want all of the Jedi. 
<laughs> I don't want like single Jedi. I want just a whole army of them doing whatever, or I want none of them at all. That's what. That's the the good medium. All right. Well, uh, chat. What are we doing next time? Well, uh, next time we're gonna go back and we're gonna read. Um, you know, I'm a big Han Solo fan, uh, so we're gonna read Most Wanted by Ray Carson, which is the prequel novel to Solo, a Star Wars story. It's the earliest Han story, but more importantly, it's also the earliest Kira story. And as Crimson, uh, Crimson Rain, and now Hidden Empires come to an end, uh, and Kira, and with another Kira novel on the way, thought we'd kind of look at her character too and uh our friend stephen cummings is going to join us to talk about kira um now that hidden empire is over and we'll we'll get into um we'll get a little bit into the comic and and uh how it ends and what it means so yeah uh most wanted by ray carson all right well thank you guys for joining us and we will talk to you all soon Roger, roger!